All right, we're back with another episode from the Army of Game Changers podcast. Time is flying by so fast, I can't believe we're already at number eight, and we still have 44 to go. And the fact that you guys are emailing me and letting me know just how much you're enjoying these short and sweet shows is icing on the cake. So thank you for spending time listening to my podcast. On today's show, I've got my friend Kevin Carroll, whose job, get this, is to inspire businesses, organizations, and individuals to embrace their spirit of play and creativity to maximize their human potential. It fits perfectly into the reason behind this series of podcasts. Now, besides his insights on career and leadership, Kevin and I also touch on how he was the inspiration behind those yellow silicon bracelets. Yep, the bright yellow ones for the Lance Armstrong Foundation. So let's get into it with Kevin. Hey, Kevin, it's Vibe. How are you? What's going on? It's great to hear from you, Vibe. Thanks for uh, inviting me to, to share on your podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man, let's see. From uh, celebrating the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl victory, because I'm from Philly, so that's been uh, something I've been riding a high on that and uh, enjoying that and talking to my two siblings, my two brothers that live around the country about it and getting my family, their honorary Eagles fans. I always tell them, uh, you know, in Philly, there are certain words that are very specific. Water, W-U-D-D-E-R. Eagles, I-G-G-L-E-S, right? Those are very specific things, how you spell them and how you say them. So uh, so my family are honorary uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans, and uh, we watched uh, that cel- you know that game, but even more so I told them that what will be even better is how the city celebrates. And so it was really quite, uh, quite the, uh, the uh, dysfunction and, um, and, and celebratory uh, chaos that Philadelphia is known for. So I was quite proud of my city and how crazy they got after that victory. But otherwise, everything has been fantastic. Been traveling the world still, uh, fighting the good fight on behalf of, you know, ball, books, and betterment, trying to inspire others and instigate inspiration and be a provocateur of play and just been having a great time. It's been really uh, wonderful, and I continue to, to uh, count my blessings that I have my health and my energy to be able to fight the good fight daily. I love it. Fighting the good fight on behalf of ball, books, and betterment. And it sounds like there's no let up in sight for you either. So let's talk about the spirit of play and and how it can spark creativity. Walk us through the concept and what are the career lessons you learned along the way as you implemented this type of thinking? You know, a, a big part of what I've started to really get even more clarity over the years around why play matters and why play is serious business and why we should never marginalize it and, and should always be celebrating it is, you know, the, the importance of, and I think even more so, the accountability that people are actually being put to task on around innovation, creativity, problem solving, abstract thinking, deliver the unexpected, surprise and delight, all these kinds of things that they're doing. How do we have a collaborative culture, right? I mean, all these things that you're hearing as these buzzwords and all of that, but how do people get there? And I tell them, you know, why don't you harken back to something that we all have in common and really was about our creative confidence was the way you played as a child. And so when I start explaining to them, 
why play matters, why it's important, how it is, you know, at the foundation of innovation, creativity, and problem solving, and ingenuity, and all these things that are being demanded of you or asked of you in this time, I hearken them back to you were so curious as a child. You're always looking for new things. You're always curious about what's going on over there, right? You had your head on a swivel. Raise your game as it relates to curiosity again. And the more that we actually start using that curiosity, we will always be seeking, right, and always be looking for new insights, new um, invitations to play, invitations and insights into possibilities. And I think that's a key thing that I've noticed that people allow to atrophy is their creative muscle, is their curiosity. And so I challenge people to look up every once in a while, not just look at the small screen, look down at your phone, right? There's an amazing screen called Life I remind people, right? And that's the big screen. And everything's in HD and 3D there too. So, you know what, why don't you look up every once in a while and shift your gaze, change your perspective, be more curious. And so that's really a big part of what I've been, you know, imparting to leaders, but also to people within organizations, families, whatever it might be, my friends, just challenging them around curiosity and how that can tap back into this playful spirit and how that playful spirit can then ignite innovative thinking, ingenuity, problem solving, but even more importantly, creative confidence. I think that's at the at the foundation of all of those things you were talking about, you know, inspiring organizations and individuals to tap into their spirit of play, it really is about your curiosity and your creative confidence. Yeah, I never thought of it this way, but it really makes a lot of sense in that play can be a powerful tool to awaken creativity and curiosity. And as you say, if we don't exercise that muscle, it can cause atrophy in our ability to grow both in our personal and professional lives. Now, look, uh, you've, you've worked with some of the most recognizable brands on the planet, including Nike, ESPN, Starbucks, and the NBA, just to name a few. But there are countless others, which means you also got a chance to spend some time with incredible leaders. What lessons about leadership did you pick up along the way? You know, some of the things that I think have been interesting around lessons of leadership and just the individuals I've been around, one is just, you know, humility. I think that's been really one of the biggest ones. The best leaders that I've met um, have a level of humility about, you know, how they got to where they are. They didn't do it themselves, right, and how they were encouraged and, and modeled someone else before them. So they're standing on the shoulders of giants, they like to say, right? That's the saying, right? So they recognize where they've come from and who helped to shape who they are, and they honor and honor that every day. And so that's one thing, that level of humility, but also being vulnerable and transparent, right? So letting people know that I'm not perfect and I have faltered or I have skinned my knees, right? And I have taken a triple dog dare, if you will, right? And, and it didn't quite work out. I fell short. But I found a way to turn that obstacle or that adversity into an opportunity. And I really do, you know, marvel at the resiliency, the grit of many leaders. So that, that stubborn persistence, right, not, not necessarily from resilience standpoints, the, bou the bounce back, but more that sustained effort, right, over time, just remaining resilient and, and dealing with difficult in this way that I'm going to keep advancing. And so I just think that's been really remarkable to see that. So 
humility, vulnerability, being transparent, and even more so being this great communicator via storytelling. Um, you know, some of the best leaders that I've met have been wonderful storytellers and being able to rally people around the stories that they share, right? Sometimes the story might just be just to inspire and rally the team and get them back on the vision, and other times it might be to impart wisdom or insights, right, or knowledge about something, and other times it might just be one-on-ones, right? So how are you always present as it relates to storytelling, right? Be where you are is another thing that I think has been really remarkable that I've learned from, you know, great leaders. They show up. They show up every day. They choose to be present, right, and they really bring their energy. And so, you know, when you start to look at, you know, those kinds of things, humility, that ability to be vulnerable and transparent, being a great communicator or storyteller, and showing up, right, having the requisite energy to lead others, I think those are the things that I've taken away from many of the great leaders I've been around. I like how you point out how leaders need to show humility. I think so many of them become corporate robots and showing vulnerability, transparency, and being a great communicator, in addition to great storytelling, are the types of qualities leaders need to exercise in this day and age. So look, this is great stuff, Kevin, and thanks so much for sharing these insights. So if uh, listeners want to follow you, where can they do that? So on social, it's really easy. It's just KC Catalyst with a K, so K-C-K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T. So KC Catalyst and all of mine are that. So at KC Catalyst for all my social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. It's easy just to find me, Kevin Carroll Catalyst with a K. So that's the easiest way to do that. And then my website is kevincarrollcatalystwithak.com. So there you go. So that's pretty easy to find me. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, I like to, to uh, share the good word on, you know, books and, and a ball and betterment. So that's what you'll get on all of my social feeds. All right, cool. Now, before we sign off, something my listeners may not know about you, but you were the inspiration behind the bright yellow silicon bracelets that were everywhere and part of the Lance Armstrong Foundation. Where did that idea generate from, and did you ever think that was going to be as big as it has become? Yeah, I never thought that uh, this innocent moment of inspiration when I happened to be walking through um, some cubicles at Nike would become that spark for the, you know, the the uh, Livestrong and all the bands and the bands that people continue to wear, right? That people continue to get produced that have messages on them that have messages that matter to them. And, you know, it all started at Nike when I was there back in the late 90s. They were actually uh, making some rubber bands for Kevin Garnett, who was playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA at the time. And he asked if they could make a rubber band that would last longer than the brown one that you typically buy out of, you know, a uh, office supply store. And so they came up with this silicon fabrication, a little thicker, a little more durable, and they did it in his team colors for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They just started throwing them into the boxes of basketball shoes if you were buying Kevin Garnett's um, shoes, and then they started giving them away in all the basketball products. And I happened to see a few sitting on a desk, and I said, what's that? They said, oh, it's the swag we throw in a box for the basketball shoes. I'm like, well, that sounds dream on it. They said, yeah, we just picked a word. We thought it would be good to have a word on it. I said, well, did you know there's five ingredients to every dream? 
Dedication, responsibility, education, attitude, and motivation, D-R-E-A-M. I said, you shouldn't just throw dreams in a box. They're precious. They're valuable. I said, can I get a few of those? And they said, sure. But they were looking at me with this quizzical look like, what did he just say? What was that whole acronym thing? Like, Because they had never thought about that. I gave a few away at a basketball clinic to some um, young people, and one of them took it home and told their father, who happened to be an executive at Nike, and I get an email from this parent, and they said, my son was so lit up by that conversation you had, you should keep giving those out. And so I went back to that uh, developer, and I said, can I get 100 of those bands? And he gave me 100. Then it was 1,000. Then it was 3,000. Then it was 5,000. Then it was 10,000. It was multiple colors. And before you knew it, I was giving them out to college teams and professional teams and professional players and athletes all through the Nike community. And then they were, you know, gracing the covers of Sports Illustrated, ESPN Magazine, and all this. And then ESPN contacted me out of the blue and asked, hey, we hear you kind of were the person who started this. I said, no, it wasn't. It's was actually Kevin Garnett who was wearing the rubber band. They said, well, how did it become this bigger thing? And I told the story. And they wrote a little article called I'm With the Band. And so it's a really fun article about the whole phenomenon, how it led up to Livestrong, you know, becoming this, you know, noteworthy effort, you know, from the, the uh, Livestrong Foundation. But even more so, the color yellow became the intention. And that really was what it was about was, Let's, a, let's attach a, a message to that rubber band, not just putting something on, right? Let's attach some meaning behind it and some intention behind it. And so mine was the acronym DREAM. Livestrong was the color yellow, right? And, and Lance Armstrong's fight against cancer, right? And others have their messages behind it. And I think that's really what's been amazing about something that was such an innocent moment of inspiration would turn into this you know, global phenomenon that still lives on, that people still get the rubber bands produced with messages that matter to them. I knew it. Behind a great movement was an even better story. So thanks for sharing that. And thanks for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But thanks for everything. And, you know, just always, I, I like to remind people, um, you know, your actions may seem small, but their collective impact will be great. So just keep doing what you're doing and making a difference. And Vite, thanks for doing what you're doing with the Army of Game Changers. It's going to make a difference. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of the Army of Game Changers podcast. So many lessons out there to be learned, and I'm so excited to hear great messages and stories being shared from my guests. Now, as a friendly reminder, if you like these podcasts, you can do two things to help spread the word. One, share them with people in your network and on your social channels because we're trying to build an army of game changers, people who are going to make rad stuff happen. The second thing you can do is please leave a five-star review for us on the iTunes page. So that's my simple request. I want to thank my crew at HDX Hydration Mix for making these podcasts possible and keeping me on schedule and on track so we can get these podcasts to you every week. So have a great week. I'll be back with you soon. I'm Vipe Desai, thanking you for taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast.